Welcome, you're listening to the Leading O Podcast. My name is VJ Williams here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, release a new episode every Wednesday. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Also visit Leading Hope. Find out more about the Leading Hope community. Share on all the stuff uh, and get this out <laughs> for your friends uh, that are wanting to become better leaders, just like we're trying to become better leaders. We continue our seven conversations. Share on all the stuff. All the stuff. Social media. Uh, people billboards sidewalk chalk yeah i feel like i feel like if you're a if you watch podcasts that you know the stuff that's no 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 i think i think you're you dead on I, mean? like, I like it i still will say it occasionally but like let's just use shorthand for all the, the things you know the stuff if you're a podcast person you we're here to, to talk about the stuff uh, share on the stuff we are the stuff but this is the seven conversations about the yep. top seven uh, leadership lessons of kevin jack uh <laughs> But here's the crazy thing. This is episode Tell me. Two, zero, zero. two zero. We've entered into another century. Zero. <laughs> That's wild. It's crazy. It is wild. Started, had, what would you say about it? Like started at your house. Yep. Sitting across from you. With a phone that with a phone in between us. Size of the camera. That's what it did. It we sat on each side of both a desk. Sides of the camera. And we were like, like I said, like we were close. Oh yeah. Like that was yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was very close. Um, it's been really fascinating because what originally started as a development tool for some of our people yeah. has grown and spread. And I would say it is like, we we're still doing this today for two reasons. Yeah. One, cause it's fun. It's fun. Like, I enjoy it. Yeah. We're learning more as we do it because yeah. we do it because it's causing us to reflect. But the second th thing is just like we get people all the time who reference an episode or tell us what they're learning or tell us keep going on this. Yeah. And I would say that that matters and it hasn't been easy to log 200 episodes no is a lot of work no to log 200 episodes but i really believe honestly just for like doing this for us is the thing that keeps us growing yeah and making sure we're not getting stuck in prior thinking yeah for me i know that uh you know i mean i've completely grown in a number of different places because of this podcast uh one of them's hilarious is um just i used to get super nervous to do these like yeah in the very early at ages, the very beginning things start the cough up stuff and <laughs> like just get the nerves of stuff and happening and now it's just i it's second yep. nature it's just what we do it's you know what i mean like there's nothing i'm not there's no nervousness there's no you know uh anxiety about doing it because yep. it's just but that's that's because and this is i think a helpful note for anybody who like is afraid of speaking out publicly or on camera or on a stage, just do it. Exposure therapy. Just do it, right? Like just do it. Eventually you will feel differently by the end than you did at the beginning. Uh, that's been helpful. And the other part for me is uh, I, 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 have, I have used this part of my life more in ministry than any part is, which is I know better now what questions to ask than oh, I ever have good. in any point of my life to people who are trying to come to Jesus or understand what the gospel is, uh, relationships, all the things in their lives. Yeah. I, I can be a great listener now. And then after I'm listening, after done listening, I can ask the right questions because I sit in this chair. And for that, I will be forever grateful. That's awesome. Yeah. So good V. So today, today, zero, zero, we'll figure out the title here in a second. Yeah. But, uh, what's the, 
fourth leadership lesson for seven. So again, we said we just started this like because I was doing this talk on seven leadership lessons. I've got 30 minutes to do it and was like, man, each of these require a larger conversation. So the the lesson is and it's stuff that we've talked about before and we've kind of more so like slid it into different episodes. But again, for me, this is this is a profound piece. And I actually I learned this lesson during covid and I learned it. Because uh, as our team was meeting over Zoom, like everyone was doing, uh, I saw some concerning things happen. And I also saw some really incredible things happen because in our old like physical office structure, if there was a meeting and someone had a question, they would just they would just come and get me. Yeah. And I jump in their meeting. Yeah. On Zoom. It was more of a hassle yeah. to like, hey, Kevin, would you join our Zoom room? Here's yeah. the link. Sometimes yeah. I wasn't available. What's the password? You don't need a password. You just need the link. <laughs> yeah. And so one of the things that I had uh, that I had always been told just in the world of a pastor is that pastoring is about presence. Mm. And that if you're going to if you're going to pastor people well, you have to be with them in those key moments, in those key times. Yeah. And I just like give the caveat of like in a church our size, I can I can lead everyone. I can't pastor everyone. And I think people are very aware and uh, I would say reasonable within that reality that they can be pastored by someone. You don't have to be pastored by someone who has the title pastor. Yeah. The pastoring is a gift more than it is a title. It's good. But but I was always taught that idea of like pastoring is about presence being there in key moments. And what I realized in this thing that was taking place on Zoom, and I'll give like a more clear phrase in just a second, but that leadership is as much about absence as it is about presence. That there's a time as a leader which you absolutely have to be present as you're casting vision, as you're developing, as you're coaching, all these other things require presence. But the role of leader, like the goal of leadership is to empower so that someone else can go do what you do and even do it better than you do it. And empowerment requires absence. And so like my leadership lesson in this is pastoring is about presence, but leadership is about strategic absence. It is about knowing when to exit the situation yeah. so someone can actually step into their gifting and step into their calling. That's good. Um, very tricky. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's the only way we can really go with this because uh, some people will walk out of a burning building because they want to be absent yeah. to grow their team. Um, that's not really going to be helpful. Um, on the other side of it, you're always hovering, wanting to be in all the meetings. Yes. That's also not going to be helpful. Correct. How do you define the absence and more importantly, the timing around the absence? Yeah, I think that's more art than science. But I think the one of the adages that I've held on to is just the idea that um, no one's uh, I kind of liken it back to when people talk about like having a kid. It's like, how do we know if we're ready? Like, you're not. <laughs> just so you know, you're not ready. <laughs> I can promise you, you'll never be ready yeah, that's until good. you actually have it. And even then you won't feel like you're ready, but yeah. you are at that point in time. And one of the things that I remember I just got taught in like school in uh, training to be a pastor was like, if there's a question as to whether or not you should show up, show up. 
If there's a question of like, do I need to be at this hospital? Do I need to be here? If it's, if it's a question, it's good. just show up. It's great. But with leadership, it's the exact opposite. If there's a question as to whether or not you should show up, don't show up. If there's a question as to the person can handle the meeting themselves, handle the issue themselves. If you think that they might be able to let them do it because they will grow more in that process of being on their own than they ever will. If you're continuously hovering over their shoulder. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think especially in pastoral ministry, I think people struggle with the distinction between when they're the pastor and when they are the leader and people have done great things through continuous presence as a pastor, but they have also stunted the growth of everyone around them because they've never been able to make that distinction of, I need to be a pastor here, but I need to operate more as a leader here. That's, that's super interesting. Uh, I've got, there's so many things I want to go with this. Cause I think a lot yeah. of people who are listening are like, Oh, this is, this is intriguing because in several facets of my job, I don't know where to enter and where to exit. I think that's a struggle for, yep. especially for high level leadership, because the, like you said at the beginning, it's multiplication. You yep. are to replicate yourself. Yep. Right. As many times over as you can, that's how you get massive things done. Yep. Right. By not and being, how you develop people. Right. And by not being the lid, right. Cause you will yep. be the lid if you're doing it all. So let's go back to the scenario of, um, cause in the corporate world, absence isn't a thing. I would actually argue that in the church world, ministry, absence is a huge thing. Like, keep talking. In, in corporate world, like, we are driving very hard metrics. Like, yep. you don't get this. We don't make the sale. We don't have the money. We don't operate. You don't have a job. Um, in, hold on, let me finish. Yeah, really go fun. ahead. In, in ministry, it's, hey, guys. Let's just make sure that we have some relationships with some people and get some coffees. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if you have to be absent, just be as absent as you need to be. Um, These are generalizations. Yeah, I think you're just to drive. The I difference think your distinction is is like you're equating the lack of a clear strategy. Sure. With absence. And that's not the case. OK. Um, for for most churches. Every important meeting, the senior leader is in and running. Okay. Like I could say as uh, in the church that we planted, if I was in a meeting, I was running it. Got it. And I was in a lot of meetings. Yeah. And that's not good. Right. And I'm, that makes sense. But I still think it generally speaking, and I, I want that to change. Like, yeah, personally and collectively for the capital C church. I, I think the, so if I can make the distinction, when I say strategic absence, I don't mean lack of accountability and I don't mean lack of strategy. That's what I want. The, I think cool. that's what people are, were trying to hear, like here, because they're like absent. Great. I'll just let them do it. No, no, no. Yep. That's good. That's a good That's statement. what I'm trying to get to. Like, hey, I am aware. Do it, I don't, I, it'll just happen. So let's, uh, so then maybe, uh, if we could characterize it like this to make sure it hits home is to say like absence is not like healthy absence is not hiring someone and saying, go get them. <laughs> yeah. That's not, that's I, not leadership at all. Yeah. And I want to press that issue because I think a lot of people think that yeah. you made the right hire. 
Correct. They will crush it. You need agreed upon goals, agreed upon outcomes. Yeah. And you need at least a coherent strategy in place in order to empower, in order to free someone to go work. And uh, I would say in most churches, what I see is we've never defined the outcome that we're after. We've never defined the strategy that we're oh, going to yeah. pursue. Yeah. But uh, let me let me give example. Uh, there's this great, I forget what it's on. I think it's on max. What used to be HBO max. Yeah. It's uh Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. Oh yeah. It was great. And Nick Saban, uh, was on Bill Belichick's staff yeah. for a little while. And Nick Saban made the comment. He said, you're the only coach I ever worked for that. I knew exactly what you wanted me to do. And then you let me do it. Yeah. He said, every other coach I worked for, I had a vague idea. And then I had them constantly hovering over my shoulder. <laughs> he said, so I never was able to do what I wanted to do, but I never actually really knew what I was driving towards. You made sure I knew the exact outcome that you expected me to achieve. Yeah. And then I didn't have to deal with you. Yeah. I could just go after it. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's true. Uh, Across the board. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, uh, there's no, uh, it's you, not a ministry distinction. It's right. a leadership yeah, tendency. Yeah. I think there's the, I think you, you hit the nail on the head with the accountability piece. So like, if I'm going to be app, like, I don't need to be in all the meetings if the people know the outcome of the meetings. Yep. Right. <laughs> However, but if I haven't done that hard work on the front end. Right. But well, let's just assume you have, right. There is a piece that comes from that leadership to the account because accountability need is a management piece. Yes. And I think that's the distinction because leaders sometimes think they don't have to, I can just, I can just lead yep. uh, without the, the accountability is tied to the check-in, which is the management. Yep. So it's this big, long process. And so that I just don't want people to walk away from this episode going. Just need so to be I more need active. to do nothing. Just need to be more. I, I know they're not saying that, but I want to be very, I want you to be very clear on that strategy of being absent. What does that look like on a week to week, maybe a month to month basis? It's not a day to day, but like a week to week. Like what are the practices that you're putting in place from, from like monthly yep. to weekly, not a day to day. I know you're, you're the last guy uh, at this, at this establishment, this organization, this church to be walking in going, well, what are you working on today? Yep. Like you're not that guy, right? Great. I kind of sometimes am. You have to be, um, but you're not, and that's different. But like, what are you doing as a strategy for your employment? And, I don't have and, to be that guy, right? Because you're that guy. <laughs> if you weren't that guy, <laughs> yeah. I would have to be that guy. Fair, but what are you doing to make sure, yeah. like, that you that you're contributing to that the way that you feel like you're called to contribute to it? So, um, so I think. I think the process that I run through is just to say it as one, like empowerment is partially earned. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because Agreed. of ability, because of, because of credibility, Trust. like track record. Yeah. So empowerment is earned, but empowerment must be given before it's earned. It's good. And so if, if you're waiting for someone to prove themselves, to give them authority, they never have the opportunity to prove themselves. That's good. And so it's like the sense of like, how can I be a manager if I don't have management experience <laughs> yeah. when every position of a manager requires management experience? That's exactly right. <laughs> so, so we run down on that path. But if I could give like parameters. So uh, at, the, at the church plan I led, I, I was too present. Yeah. I was in everything. 
And that was, that was my fault. I didn't understand how to make myself absent strategically. Yeah. And then I, I got a little better at it at be hope. I got a lot better at it at be hope. Uh, part of it was having really good leaders yeah. that made it easier. But like, I look at it here and I go, I'm in the office two days a week, two and a half days a week. Yeah. I lead one meeting. Right. A week. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Yeah. I'm in other meetings in which I can contribute perspective. I can clarify decisions. I have to be cautious not to take over those meetings because that's a tendency. Yeah. But I technically, I lead one meeting a week and that's a really, I think that's a healthy thing for me. Yeah. And it's a healthy thing for the organization as a whole. What is what? So this is really good, um, especially for people listening and trying to lead at a high level, uh, you know, with this specific lesson. How do you make sure that you don't let um, not worry, but yeah, how do, what do you do to ensure that, hey, I can lead this one meeting and it's enough and there's no fires going to happen or I know there's going to happen, but they're not going to be so bad that I don't have to interject myself. And what you understand what I'm saying? Like there's, there's gotta be a sense of good weight and we've talked about that before, but what yep. is it for you that says, yep, I'll lead this one meeting. Good to go. And I don't have to worry. Yeah. I, I don't think, uh, I don't think my role is to help the church avoid mistakes. I believe my role is to grow and develop people. Okay. And so how do you do that with one meeting? I'm not obsessed about fixing things on the front end. I make sure we fix them on the back end, which is maybe the opposite of what everyone That's thinks. That's really interesting. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about technical things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Cause you could be like, like literally like when we talk like service planning and stuff like that, Yeah. we're not going to go through and <laughs> on the slide, right. there's a misspelled word on every <laughs> yeah. side. Oh yeah. We'll fix it on the back end. Yeah. Right. I understand that. Okay. That's not the parameter there, right. but I would say like, Airs and thinking, airs and decisions. Sometimes people will call me in yeah. just to be like, hey, I'd love to get your perspective on this. Yeah. And I try not to make the decision for them. I tried to present a more coherent framework on how to think. Right. So that's actively what I'm doing. But on the other side of it is, so I lead one meeting. I'm a part of a lot of evaluation meetings. Yeah. And I have to be cautious. And I don't think I really run the risk of this, but I would just caution other people. Yeah. I don't run the risk of being the person who tears people apart in the postmortem. Yeah. Like I, I really, would that be accurate? Yeah. Absolutely. Can I ask that for, yeah, okay. for sure? I, I, I really don't feel like I'm that kind of personality that someone's like, I got to brace myself because he's going to have a checklist of a hundred things that are wrong. Yeah. Like this. That's, that's not your default. Yeah. But I will clarify to say like, Hey, when we look at it, let's look at it through these parameters next time yeah. because we've got some blind spots here. That's good. Uh, one minute left. One Sum minute up left. This, uh, this, this leadership lesson uh, in the fourth conversation and you'd probably need to give it a title title. Let's title it presence and absence presence and absence. like presence. Like I gave you a gift. Presence. No, no, no. Okay. P R E S E N C. There we go. Presence. I love it. And A B S E N C. There yeah. you go. That's hard to spell yeah. without writing it down. Yeah. But the idea on there of to say like presence is not always positive and absence is not always negative. It's good. Now don't, don't invert that. Yeah and assume presence is always negative and absence is always positive, but to understand, Hey, with your team, there's a balance there. And if you're always there, 
you're now the lid to their growth, yeah. which is something you can't be. One of the things I'm very strategic about is if someone else is gifted in an area, I believe it is my responsibility to exit that lane and to find a new lane. And I think some leaders go, well, this is my gifting. Y'all just have to let me run in it and you fill in the gaps. Yeah. And to go, I don't think that's my role. Now I'm not doing stuff I'm bad at, but like as we hire people, as we develop our team, if someone's gifted at something, I, I think it's my job to go, okay, you run with that. That's good. I'll figure out where I can fill in. That's great. There you go. Thank you for joining us today. It's the fourth conversation out of sevens top leadership lessons uh we're so glad you joined the podcast today if you're new we release a new episode every wednesday subscribe on your favorite podcast platform also share this uh on all the stuff as we've said before because you know what that stuff is and we don't need to tell you but we will and uh and visit leadinghope.online uh get more information uh sign up for the newsletter and we'll send that be part of the leading hope community uh who's getting better just like we're trying to get better uh and remember everyone has 20 minutes to learn become better leader make it count Woo!